It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light. Logan Couture wins it in overtime. Now, here's your host, Ted Ramey. LeBanc on the half boards, whips it rink wide, tip back toward the point. Burns is there, gives to LeBanc, left circle. DeMello defending him, so LeBanc skates away. LeBanc moves to the right point, dishes to the right circle, shot, tip, star! Timo Meyer slaps it. The puck is deflected in. Top shelf, and the Sharks win in overtime, two to one. Wow. And how about the Sharks players coming over to congratulate James Weimer just as much as the man who scored the goal? I mean, that effort, you know, not just, the, I mean, the deeper phenomenal, but, but obviously the forwards blocking shots too. I mean, some guys came with some huge blocks and some huge battles in front. You know, they were, they were boxing. Um, they're guys that we had great inside position um, for most of the night. And so, I mean, I think I've talked about it in the past too, but, but as a goalie, you know, um, obviously they feed off of you and your energy and whatnot, right? But as a goalie, you feed off them too. And and when they're when they're on their toes, you know, when they're when they're they're, they're pushing the pace and, and getting that inside position and battling. I mean, um, it's contagious. I mean, it's it's uh, it's just fun to uh, to be back there when they're doing it, and it gives you an extra boost. All right. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Morning Tide. Happy Halloween. What a remarkable game last night. I got to take you back through my timeline of it. I was actually calling the Earthquakes game early in the afternoon. That game finishes up. I look down at my phone and I see an alarming amount of updates, notifications, texts. And I was like, uh, what, what is going on? You know, I see, you know, Sharks COVID, multiple players out. The initial reports were, you know, multiple. And I'm just thinking, oh, man, what? You know, I was trying to just wrap my head around it. And I remember just thinking, like, well, is this game going to happen? What, what's going on here? And then as the, the, we got later and later into the day, it appeared the game was going to happen. They said they were backing up the start time a little bit. And I assumed correctly that that meant they had to process some more texts. But, Going into that game, I just remember thinking to myself, man, this is the last thing the Sharks needed right now on a three-game losing streak. After such a great start to the season, you really thought that they were going to be able to get the ball rolling. And the three-game losing streak, it was it was unfortunate because there were some good efforts in there and they weren't rewarded with as many goals, especially in the game against Montreal on Thursday night as they deserved. I thought they should have had more and, you know, just... Seeing all that news come in, I was a little bit deflated because I had been really looking forward to the game. I was expecting a big-time bounce-back performance. And also, when these two teams played previously, it was a really, really entertaining game, and I wanted to get more of that. So I, I will readily admit, in my mind, I was a little bit down going into the game. Even though, I, you know, listen, you got to play the game. you got to play the game. And, you know, you find out who the players are and your defensemen. They're taking the biggest hit. And then, in addition to who was ill... In terms of players, you also have Bob Bugner on the COVID list. And then Logan Couture didn't have COVID, but he was sick with something else. 
So it was kind of like, Jesus, like what is going on? This is ridiculous. So I'm sitting there before the game, watching all the guys line up, and I'm thinking about how many guys are actually playing in their first games, how much youth there is out there, how much we're actually watching in terms of inexperience. And sometimes things just work out in entirely different fashion than you have any way of ever expecting or anticipating. And from the jump, from the minute that puck was dropped, the Sharks were the better team. I know that when all was said and done, the Sharks won 2-1 in overtime. I will say that that does not in any way reflect how much better the Sharks were on the night. The Sharks could have won that game 4-1. The Sharks were more energetic. They were more aggressive. They were simply more engaged. They were across the board better. And I think that that's, you know, as much as the takeaway for me is the Sharks got this overall improbable win with all these new and young players in the lineup and inexperienced NHL caliber players across the board. To me, my main takeaway watching that happen was, whoa, for a team that was described as having, you know, bare in the farm system. There was nothing there. The the cupboard was bare. The pantry was bare, whatever you want to call it. That looked to me like a team that had organizational depth across the board. Like they had been drafting well, like they had been able to get new young players and stock things very, very well. That is my big takeaway more than the win, which was improbable, but it was like, Hey, this development system is working. The system of play is being implemented across multiple levels in multiple leagues. I mean, that was just a performance where you watch and you said, hey, if guys get hurt, there are players who can come up. If guys are having a bad stretch and they need to be sat down for a bit, they've got guys that they can replace them with. I mean, that is the biggest takeaway for me. And maybe that's the wrong takeaway to have. And maybe I should focus more on the game in terms of big picture. But it's hard for me to not look at a team where everybody was saying, oh, the Sharks have nothing in their farm system. The Sharks don't have organizational depth. They leverage their future by making that long run of 15 years of being in contention every single year. And I I bought into that, you know, because of what happened over the past two years and the guys were waiting for guys to step up. But if the Sharks in in the matter of a couple of years have turned themselves from a an organization where they did not have much to turn to in terms of youth to where now they have something to turn to. I, I am stoked. I am beyond stoked at what I'm seeing from the Sharks. And that is just indicative of what Doug Wilson has done right, of what Doug Wilson Jr. has done right in terms of helping, you know, the, the scouts identify who are going to be the right players to bring in. The coaching staff across multiple levels. I mean, this is Last night should be a celebration of the Sharks' organization and their organizational depth as much as it is a celebration of the individual win because you had so many guys stepping in at such a young age and levels of inexperience that you just you look at that and you think, man, there's something good going on with this organization. I'll cite Kevin Kerr's article out of The Athletic. He writes, just how inexperienced was this lineup? Along with Ryan Merkley and Santri Hataka making their debuts, third-line center Jasper Weatherby was playing in just his eighth NHL game. Fourth-line center Lane Peterson was just in his sixth game as a Shark, 20th of his career. Fourth-line winger Jonah Gadjevich was in the fourth game of his career. Jacob Menga was playing in his first NHL game since late in the 2018-2019 season and making his Sharks debut, as did Nick Merkley, just his 33rd career game. Alexander Barabanov played in just his 25th career game, and William Eklund has played in seven games now in this season as a rookie. 
That is inexperienced. And I think back on what how crazy of a day it must have been for the Sharks because apparently they woke up to an early morning text message telling them that they needed to uh, get testing, uh, you know, for COVID protocol. And I don't know the extent to which they knew exactly what was going on at that point. But I'm pretty sure that if somebody came up to me and said, hey, Ted, you need to get tested, I'd think, uh-oh, people I know have been exposed, people I work with have been exposed, which beyond being a professional athlete, there is the emotional connection to a lot of your teammates as friends, I would imagine, would hope so. So you're probably thinking about them as well and hoping the guys aren't getting sick. And then you got to come in and get tested and deal with everything that has to go with the with the COVID protocols. And that just made for an overall disruptive day. And apparently the Sharks were able to deal with it. And I, and I think that that was something that, you know, Brent Burns mentioned after the game was the fact that these guys were very young and they did not have a lot of time to process the fact that they were going to be making their Sharks and or NHL debuts. I mean, you get that opportunity where suddenly it is right in front of you where you're being told, hey, you don't have time to think. You don't have time to react. You don't have time to organize tickets for your friends and family. You're playing tonight because the organization needs you. You barely have any time to process that. I'm sure it's just kind of like, okay, I got to get to the rink. I got to get tested. I got to get warmed up and it's time to go. Because the other part of this is that it was a four o'clock start and it was eventually pushed back, uh, you know, about a half hour. But it was a start where you didn't have your even normal longer day to try and get ready. And they had played the night before. And they had had a tough loss. So for those guys with the Barracuda who were suddenly being called upon to come and play for the team, I'm sure they it was good and positive. They did not have as nearly as much time to try and reflect on what was happening. It was just kind of like, hey, get here. Let's go. But then the game gets underway as we all find out who is going to be out in the game. Cogliano, Dolan, Carlson, Middleton, Nieto, Shimek, and Vlasic. And you think to yourself, okay, how is that going to work out? Then you get the email that John Leonard's coming back up. He played for the Sharks a bit last year. And I really like his game, by the way. And I think there's a lot of potential. He's just got to get bigger, get stronger, get more adjusted to the NHL game. But Leonard was up, Megna was up, Malosh, and then Nick Merkley and Ryan Merkley. So you went from having some experience on those guys that were called up to no experience at all in the NHL. So it was going to be a wild day. So... The puck drops, and I'll go back to this. The Sharks were playing out of their heads in terms of effort. I mean, that was the thing that was most readily apparent to me. And I I don't know if it was just because it was such a crazy day, because it it wasn't just the younger guys. And the younger guys would have had an excuse if they were not at their most energetic because they had played the night before with the Barracuda. But across the board, you just saw an effort and desire that was far beyond what Winnipeg was showing. And You know, they've got a good goalie over there, so credit to him for keeping them in that game. But the Sharks were just the better team across the board. And watching that effort, even in the first period, they created good opportunities. You could tell it was a little disjointed and the team wasn't entirely on point. But to watch them, you would say to yourself, this is not a team that is comprised of very inexperienced players you would watch that team and say, okay, there's a lot of talent out here. It's just a little sloppy. And at that point, I was ready to accept some sloppy because it was such a an inexperienced and, you know, a group that hadn't played together much because there were so many changes, you know, across all the lines. But then as the game went on and the Sharks opened up the second period by taking a one nothing lead, you started to believe, right? You started to think to yourself, you know, this doesn't seem fluky what we saw in the first period. And it continued throughout the entirety of the game. 
the team defense was something that I really, really appreciated. And obviously, James Reimer had an incredible performance, just making stop after stop after stop after stop. He came up huge at the moment when the Sharks needed him to come up huge. He made incredible plays left and right. And I, I, I just I think the performance the Sharks got from him was absolutely spectacular, but the team defense around him was fantastic. You had guys giving effort and outworking the team everywhere, and that goes from veterans like Brent Burns to young guys like Ryan Merkley. You just saw overall a team in the Sharks that wanted it more, and that's an expression I often try and shy from because you know that implies that maybe one side doesn't want it as much, and I think professional athletes... It's not just that they're professional with their skills, but they're professional in their mindset. But I do feel and I do wonder if Winnipeg took their foot off the gas a little bit because they saw the stories and they saw that the Sharks were going to be shorthanded and they felt like the win should have come to them a little bit more naturally. And when it didn't, they didn't know how to respond in the moment. But again, the the way that passes were contested by the San Jose Sharks, the way that their sticks were everywhere. The way that every time that Winnipeg got on the puck, the Sharks were pushing guys off it. The Sharks were more physical. The Sharks were more aggressive. The Sharks were pushing Winnipeg around. I I can't even imagine what the Winnipeg media is like this morning and how sports talk in that area is going, reacting to a loss like that, where you say that team had that little experience, had that many key players missing, and you weren't able to walk away with a win. I mean, that's the kind of loss that rattles a franchise just as much as the Sharks on this side of the ice are emboldened. I mean, that was a wild, wild game. And for the Sharks to have come out on top, again, you go back to the aggressiveness, you go back to the physical play, you go back to the superior net minding, you go back to just the mentality the Sharks displayed on the ice where they weren't going to get pushed around, where they were going to be the better team from start to finish. And that's... It was like a decision was made, right? They just decided they were going to be the more aggressive team, the more active team, and it played out that way over the course of three periods. Now, when Winnipeg scores with three minutes left in the third period or roughly around that point, I said to myself, okay, let's see what kind of response we can get because this will be even more telling. And the Sharks, they could have deflated at that point, right? They could have just kind of wilted and been like, okay, we put up a good fight, but it was too much on a night where there was so much going against us. But they didn't. And this, again, we keep on hearkening back to this point, but it's overall indicative of what we saw versus a year ago where they probably would have deflated in that moment. And this is a franchise that hasn't had many special wins since the 2019 postseason when you advance to the Western Conference Final and you go to early in that series against the Blues before the injuries really stacked up and, you know, things just started going against the Sharks. You had special wins in the series against Vegas. You had special wins in the series against Colorado. And then, you know, you get a special win that may or may not have involved a hand pass in the early part of that series against St. Louis. But again, not a lot of special wins for the Sharks since that point. It's been a lot of negativity with the team because you had a disappointment in 2019-2020 cut short by a pandemic. And then the 2021 season, very, very weird for any number of reasons where the Sharks, you know, I don't know if they didn't didn't live up to expectations, but they were put in a very hard spot start to finish and they had a rough year. You know, and you go early in this year and I think the opening night win where you come from behind against Winnipeg, that felt like a special win. And then you go out and you get a couple of nice wins on the road, uh, additional that were come from behind. And those felt good. But, you know, last night's game was one of those games that 
really has the ability to feed the rest of the season, not in terms of the professionals on the team, the veterans, because they've been through these things. They've been through the playoff comebacks, the miracle wins, the games you had no business winning, but you did it on grit and desire. They had been there and done that. But for other guys who had not been a part of something like that, they now know what it feels like. They now see the reward on the other side of an effort-given game like that where you can defy expectations, where you can defy the odds, and you can come up huge for yourself and for your teammates. And I think maybe it also went back to the belief system of what the Sharks had in terms of themselves. I mean, you know, Tomas Hurdle and Brent Burns have been through incredible moments with this team, but maybe this was a reinvigoration of that belief of what they've been able to do in the past, that maybe this team is a little bit ahead of schedule because I'm sure for them, guys that are used to playing for Stanley Cup titles, the last couple of years have been a bit of, I don't know necessarily an ego blow, but it's got to be frustrating when you're used to playing for it all and you're suddenly not. You're suddenly in a different team that's in a different timeline that's not suddenly being bandied about as a Stanley Cup contender and you're trying to build up younger players and you're trying to reestablish the team culture and the overall mindset that those guys have been playing with for years that they were expecting to contend for titles. And then suddenly you get a win like this where it's against expectations. You defy all the odds. The narrative had been written that the Sharks were going to be losers of four games in a row, but you know this most recent one wasn't entirely their fault because they didn't have uh, all, all their key players. They weren't at full strength, except that's not what happened. Expectations were totally and completely defied, and you had a great team effort across the board that I will hope not necessarily serve as a springboard. I don't think it's going to send them on some 10-game win streak. However, I hope that from a mental standpoint, a lot of these guys now recognize that they maybe are getting back to where they were previously, of where they have a different level of expectations, of where they feel they are capable of more, and maybe where they can start telling some of the younger, less experienced guys, like, okay, you see that you can perform above expectations. Let's try and translate that mindset to be better on the ice at all times, to be better across the board. And that doesn't just go for the young guys like William Eklund. I think that's got to go to some of the more evolving players like Timo Meyer, who they needed him to have a great start to this year. He's had a great start to the year. They needed him to be large. And then you do look at some of the rookies like William Eklund, like Santori Hatika, like a guy like Ryan Merkley, who had been in the eyes of some relatively disappointing. Now these guys are getting a little bit of an understanding that the hard work will pay off, that they will be put in a position to succeed and that the organization has done things right. Because at this point of the shark season, five and three and coming off one of the most special and improbable wins in recent memory. If you're not waking up in a good mood this morning, feeling like anything is possible, then I don't know what to tell you. That was a spectacular win. All right, we're going to take a break. On the other side, we are going to talk to one of last night's step-into-the-moment heroes, Ryan Merkley. You're on Morning Tide. That to-do list you have needs one more thing. Chill. It's an easy thing to do. Just crack open an ice-cold Coors Light and chill. Take the afternoon off and binge-watch anything. Go to happy hour and stay for a couple hours. Who's counting anyways? Or hang out with just your dog, because you've had enough human interaction this week. Whatever you do, do it with a Coors Light. Mountain cold refreshment made to chill. 2020 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. 
Welcome back to Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light. Off the faceoff now, controlled by the Jets. We're down to 4.06, remaining in the third. On the point, shot toward the net, glove save off of Pionk by Reimer, who has been just nails today. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Rhymes Rhymes played a great game, and you you know um, when a goalie, and that that's something. Rhymes is that veteran goalie that can come in, and um, you know we're, we're all in this game. I've been in this game a long time, and you're always like, oh, what am I going to see next? Kind of thing. There's always something, and then you have a veteran like that come in who is ready to play, prepared, and and you know what? He was very. Um, sticky tonight the the puck the puck stuck to him a lot he didn't get a lot of second second chances which which helped um you know our whole team out he was very the puck stuck to him a lot tonight which was great to see and um, and it's fun when the when the when the team's playing hard and he he sees that from his vantage point um he wants to compete just as hard just as hard and he was he was uh, tremendous you know, Reimer with the save and some thoughts from assistant coach John McClain on Reimer's big night. And that was maybe something that could get lost in the fray of this game while we talk about overall the effort of all those young players to step into the moment. Reimer was remarkable. 35 saves, one goal against. It wasn't a bad goal either. That was just kind of the way that the Jets were going to work themselves back into that game. And there was a lot of activity on that play. Reimer was a brick wall when he needed to be, which was 99.9% of the game. And for him to step up in that moment, just huge, just huge for him and to watch that happen. But a big night for the franchise and a big night for Ryan Merkley, who we now have joining us on Morning Tide, fresh off his San Jose Sharks and NHL debut. Ryan, where's your head at right now, man? Because I imagine this has been a pretty wild day for you. Yeah, I was. I wasn't really expecting it waking up in the morning. I mean, we came off a tough loss last night with Kuda in overtime. So I just woke up expecting to go to the rink and have a practice and get ready for a game Sunday. And then I got a text saying I was going to be in the lineup. So it was pretty exciting. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, man. I, I was wondering about that. The fact that you guys did have that close loss last night, if that was a little bit more extra fuel in the in the fire for you today, because you just kind of felt like you maybe had some unfinished business. Yeah, sure. I mean, we had a very young squad tonight. We came out and played well. I mean, it was a lot of fun. Great to win. Going back to the development camp and the training camp, I know that for you a point of focus was getting in what you felt would be your best shape. Do you felt like that paid off tonight? Because the energy that I saw out there from you tonight, I, I mean, all over the place, didn't look like there was any fatigue in your legs, especially on what turned into a back-to-back for you. Did you just did you feel uh, physically right? Yeah, since coming in, I feel physically way better. I mean, I'm in way better shape on and off the ice. So I feel like it's been a great summer for me that I spent down in Michigan. Let's hope to keep it going. In terms of, you know, playing out there on the ice, how were you nervous going into the game or did everything happen so fast that you didn't have a chance to really focus on your emotions? And it was just kind of like, all right, it's go time. Yeah, I think it just happened too fast with the 4 o'clock game there, waking up at like 9 o'clock and then finding out. So it wasn't much time to get settled, get in there. So it's uh, nice to go and play. And, of course, any any surprises over the course of the game? Did you feel like you were ready for the speed of the game, for the intensity? Did you feel like your game you know, has been evolving to the point where you were able to you know, have this performance today? Yeah, I was excited for sure. First NHL game. I don't think the back-to-back really hurts that when it's your first game. You're psyched up. You're ready to go. You've been waiting for this moment for a long, long time. Um, in terms of trying to gel with everybody out there on the ice, how did that go? I thought it was pretty good. I mean, I got my partners that I, or I mean, my partner that I had down with Akuda and Megna. 
So I think we play well together. So it's nice to have him out there with me in my first game. Yeah, no, for sure. And in terms of, you know, letting this sink in and everything, um, you know, where, how long do you think it'll take before the, the gravity of the day is kind of fully, you know, recognized in your mind? Are you already there? Oh, yeah, I think I'm there. I mean, we'll see what happens tomorrow. I think I got to go have another game down there. Yeah, I was like, you're in Stockton. <laughs> I mean, it'll get a quick turnaround, probably 3-3. Three three, so I'll be right back at it on the bus tomorrow. Um, in terms of the energy across the board for the team, I mean, I know it's different for you because you're, it's not the norm for you, but, you know, it just felt like a really, really efforted performance from the minute the puck dropped, the game started. It felt like you guys were the more aggressive team. You were the more energetic team. You just felt like you had a little bit more. At least that's what it looked like from from my eyes. Um, you know, how much of it was kind of conveyed to you like, hey, this is your opportunity. This is your time to step up for the team and the franchise. I just think you just play as a team, come together. I mean, a lot of young guys in there, like I said. I mean, a lot of new faces in there. I think we had five, six guys coming in making their debut this season with the Sharks. So, I mean, we should come and play smart, hard hockey, make simple plays, keep it easy. Where were you at when they scored that goal with uh, about three minutes left in regulation? Was that deflating, or did you just think, all right, we got to go back there and work hard and get one either now or in overtime, or you know, see if it goes to a shootout? I thought for sure it was deflating. I mean, we were three minutes away there. I thought we had it. I mean, it would have been nice to get Ryan's that shut out there. He had an amazing performance, 30 saves. I mean, he's a big piece for us tonight, and it was awesome. But even with uh, giving up just the one goal, like you have to recognize that you guys played a really solid team defense across the board. Like that was that was a really good performance, at least from from my point of view. I mean, I, I, are you are you more critical or are you uh, in agreement? No, I'd agree for sure. I think we had four young D-men, or not four young, but uh, I mean, some four new D-men in there and coming against a pretty good lineup in Winnipeg. I mean, they're hot right now. It's nice to only give up one goal at the end there. Reimer was a stud all night long, making big stops. How uh, how nice is it for you when you can go out there and just watch him? Just you know, when those opportunities do happen for the other team, that he's just getting stop after stop after stop. Oh, it was incredible watching that. I mean, he made some big saves for us all. And every period, he kept us in it, kept it a one-goal game for us. And, I mean, it was pretty cool. I mean, I was a big Leafs fan growing up, and James Reimer was hot there in his rookie year, and I was a big fan. <laughs> now he's in a game in my first NHL game. It's pretty cool. That's pretty cool, man. Uh, is there Are there any phone calls, any texts you need to go make after this? Oh, yeah, all my family, friends, they were all watching tonight. They were really excited. I mean, I had a big crowd watching tonight. It'll be fun to text and call them after Nice. And then uh, what about post-game meal? You, any plans? Steak and potatoes? Where are you going at? Oh, no, nothing. I think I'm seeing the meal here tonight. <laughs> Back Good. home and ready for tomorrow. Good deal, man. Well, congratulations. Uh, appreciate your time here. And, uh, again, congratulations on what was a pretty uh, spectacular win. Yeah, thank you. You know, for Merkley, I have to imagine that was a pretty satisfying night for him for a number of reasons because there had been, you know, he was a Sharks 21st pick in the 2018 draft. Highly touted, but maybe some people thought he hadn't entirely lived up to expectations. And I know that he talked about not being as good a shape as he wanted to be last year. And he came into camp this year, the development camp, in very good shape. And suddenly he finds himself with the best opportunity of his career. And that's where I think you have to be with a lot of these guys. They were ready to step up for the moment. You never know when the moment is going to arrive, right? You never know when you're suddenly going to get that moment where you're going to be able to perform at a level that you haven't been able to, whether you're going to get that opportunity to just go out there and make your NHL debut. You don't know what injuries are going to happen. You don't know what situations or scenarios are going to happen. But that happened for these guys. They were ready to step up to the moment. And for me, that is just... That's just indicative of things being good for the San Jose Sharks across the board. Yeah, you know, last year was actually only only me and, you know, that's it, you know, so we've been kind of good with that. 
that, but you know, it was kind of crazy day, you know, in one of really crazy days because still like four or five minutes before the game, you're not sure if he's still playing or not, you know, every got a little move, you know, it was like empty room and, uh, you know, we got called up like six guys because, you know, six guys is out for tonight. So it was crazy game, but, you know, you know, big win for us. And I love the fact that you do have an established player on the team like Tomas Hurdle who acknowledges the gravity and the importance of the win. While on the other hand, you do have one of the young leaders on the team, Mario Ferraro. He too understands just what a big win it was for the team. That's, uh, yeah, it's huge for us. Um, you know, this is probably one of the biggest wins of the season so far. Um, I think it just shows that, you know, we, we got to compete every night. Uh, it's, you know, certain guys stepped up um we're missing some of our key players today and, and that was huge um you know we need that um not just tonight um but every night uh, whether whether our, our top guys are in the lineup or not um you know it just goes to show that it's about how we play and how we compete out there and anything can happen and um that was uh that was a huge win for us moving forward to, to feel more confident for sure in, in our ability to come out with wins and games and as long as we stick to our structure stick to our system and, and the plan going out there it's just one game but it felt bigger than one game it was a special moment for a franchise that was in need of a special moment and now you've got three more games on this homestand you don't know when guys are going to be back but you do have a great mindset for the sharks who now must Find out and or learn if last night's win is something they can replicate in terms of a blueprint, in terms of the effort, when they take on Buffalo on Tuesday night. It's going to be a weird little stretch for the Sharks right now, but after what we saw last night, you definitely feel better about the future of the franchise, both in the short term and in the long term. All right, that wraps it up for this edition of Morning Tide. I want to give a big thanks to Ryan Merkley for joining me after last night's game on what was a wild, wild day for him, and a great congratulations is in order for him, his family, everyone that supported him because that was a huge moment for him. The first moment of his career is forever going to be a game that Sharks fans reference. We'll be back with you Wednesday morning after the Sharks take on the Sabres. The San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey signing off. You've been listening to the San Jose Sharks Morning Tide, brought to you by Coors Light on the Sharks Audio Network.